0: X-Men. get it come on hey everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of battle of the atom this is your weekly x-men podcast where we rank every x-men story from a to z am adam and i'm the bad boy of x-men podcasting zach jenkins adam how are you doing on this beautiful british evening
1: british evening i don't know i i guess i'm feeling a little frosty a little chilly um you know i mean it, it should be springtime um but yet i'm feeling like i'm made of diamonds
0: Okay, you're you're cutting glass over there. You're just cutting diamond right there. That that what happened, in Adam? Yeah. That what that what just, I'm hearing? Just
1: slicing through you got, it.
0: You got a little got a little bit of pride in that. A little bit of prejudice. A little bit of sense. A little bit of sensibility.
1: Zach, I think you're you're giving away the fact that we have a very special guest here to talk about Emma Frost this week. And uh, who would that be? Coming to us live
0: from wherever she lives. Uh, it is the <laughs> co-author of the new book, Emma of 83rd Street. And our friend Emily Harding. Emily, how are you doing today?
2: I'm excellent. I'm really good, guys. How are you guys doing?
0: Terrific! Thank you for being here. Um, I'm
2: super excited. This is this is a little bit of a. I'm I'm a little starstruck. This is I'm, I'm on. You're battle. starstruck. We we have, star-struck. The, we
1: have a best-selling author on our hands here. So, am I best-selling? That's. I haven't, nice to I haven't, me. I haven't looked. Of, I haven't looked at the sales charts. I don't know. I
2: don't know. Yeah, don't.
1: I have a I copy. Zach has a copy. Everybody who listens is going to get a copy. No, that's,
0: that that's not. That's that part's not true.
1: That made it sound like we're giving away the copies. No, you have to go out and buy a copy.
0: You listen. guys, you do have to go. Emma of Eighty Third Street. It's out now. Buy it at your local bookstore. Buy it on whatever e device you want. Go get it from a library. It's great. Uh, and
2: yeah, you guys do your own best selling list, and then I can just always be at the top, and then I can say I am. Thanks to, you know.
0: Oh, okay. You so one, one above Hox Pox.
2: Right. Some, exactly. Hopefully. Some, Some have hopefully. called
0: us more prestigious than the New York Times.
2: I, I do. <laughs> no one listens to me, though, Zach. I'm sorry. That's important. Now, <laughs> Emily, for people
0: who uh, may not keep up with the world of books that aren't about the X-Men, mm. uh, where would they might possibly have heard of you from before this
2: now? From before Emma, of 83rd Street. Yes, um, I've I've been writing a series of literary uh, deep dive uh, pieces about
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, important subjects such as what Taylor Swift songs correlate with which X Men character. That's what um, I thought.
0: I thought I thought people might remember that.
2: Right, yeah. and also you know the important um, uh, investigation of which uh, superhero Robert Pattinson should play uh, that doesn't is not Batman. Um, mm-hmm. These are serious issues that I think I've I've brought to the forefront. For your and audience I, in the past. And I think I
0: like to think mm. that that paved the way for your literary oh. career.
2: <laughs> you actually like don't think... realize how much you guys have by letting me absolutely run wild with the worst parts of my imagination. How much that's helped me. So We yeah.
0: were We were all going through it during the pandemic. It, <laughs> it was a great time for everybody to just let their let their inner demons loose. Uh just true. like just like one telepath uh, mm. has has done, and you know when I think of Emma Emma Frost, Emma Grace Frost, I think that there's a lot that Jane Austen would find <laughs> interesting about her.
2: I think she would, though. I think I, I hope you're not saying that sarcastically. No, so yeah. no I agree. I, I agree.
0: From what I know about Jane Austen, like Emma, which is the basis for Emma of 83rd Street, also yes. basis for the movie Clueless. I'm sure you're tired of that comparison, but no, hey, I
2: love it. People it know coming. it. Yeah.
0: Was set out, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Jane Austen set out and said, what if I made a character who's the protagonist of this love story and she's just not likable? And she's, she's like, not absolutely. like a good person.
2: She was good, first... good in quotes. Yeah, no, I mean, I think honestly, Jane Austen like started romance novels
0: mm-hmm. and
2: the first unlikable female character that people could relate to that was someone that, oh, I can see my parts of me in her was Emma. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she really was, was, and I think that that's unapologetically unlikable. Like, she never ends up, like, saying, oh, that's a really awful part of me that I should change. At the end of the novel, yes, she finds love and she realizes the error of her ways, but she's still, those core parts of her that are semi-selfish and spoiled are still there, and that's okay. She can still be that person, and we can still like her and want her to win, even though she isn't wholly perfect.
0: right. So, Absolute, yes. Absolutely.
2: Emma can Emma Frost can probably relate to that on many levels. So
0: I, you know, I like to think that Emma Frost wouldn't publicly talk about reading Jane Austen just because I believe there is a perception around her work. Uh, mm. Mostly because I would say that mostly because the BBC has done a lot of adaptations of them uh, in stuffy Victorian dresses. And yeah. I don't think that it's with Emma Frost specific, like, her lookbook that she goes through, I don't think there. I don't think that aligns very well. That's not her brand. It's more Victoria's Secret than Victorian gowns. Mm. I don't actually know when the Victorian era of England was. I don't know if we're even close.
2: You're not. It's before no. Jane Austen was before. It's okay though. I think okay. that's because fine. I, I don't think. I think uh, Emma probably, I, in my mind, she would say that she read them, and she would have only seen clueless. That's what <laughs> I think. I like if that. You ask me. That's what I think, Emma. Because <laughs> I think that she's got the feigned British accent, which I still mm. maintain is the, you know, Catherine Hepburn mid-Atlantic accent. Oh and yes, absolutely. Learned oh to cover up her Boston accent, but I think she would like the prestige of saying that she read John Austen without actually having opened any of the books and just thought clueless. That's I great.
0: can I can actually I can buy that pretty well. Yeah, and, you know we are we are talking about Emma Frost, uh, you know Boston's own. And what she was doing before she started doing all these things, and you know what? We we have a text for that. I know it's a text that's beloved by
1: <laughs> who? Who? I don't think
0: anyone loves this. Hold person. on! No! 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 I've heard. I've heard Ooh. people who love it. I love it. You have to understand. Sure. I've said this publicly on the podcast. Most people that like are like, oh, I'm a hardcore Emma Frost fan. I just stopped paying attention to them really quick. And it wasn't anything about them. It's just I've been burned before. So
2: I want names. You guys can DM me on Twitter because I I love Emma. And I this you guys made me relive this series. And I <laughs> I it was
1: whoo. Well, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to hold that thought because I do have some opinions because we've done part of this book on this show. We've before. done the first
0: arc of this book before. The one um, where she's hot for teacher, which is very quite a choice. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: but this week we are talking about Mind Games. This is Emma Frost number what? Seven, seven through, through twelve. 12. And um, this is written by Carl Bowlers and penciled by Carlo Pagulian and inked by Dennis
0: Christostomo. And covers by the one and only Greg Horn. It's Greg Horn, baby. He pulls back on this one, compares seven through 12 to one through six. And Greg Horn got some editorial notes and said, you know, she's like a teen in this book, right? I don't (laughs) think you're right at all. I think all of them are still pretty bad. I'm not saying they're good, but compared to the first six that I would not like have in my home just because there's a perception of these things. I mean...
2: She's still a teen in this, though. Yes. Yeah.
1: And and number seven's cover is Emma, teen oh, Emma, teen in Emma. adult Emma dre- dress, um, with a will work for food sign by her feet,
0: and leaning up against a fire in a barrel.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know,
0: because number number nine has her in the most I am a teenage runaway in 1998 outfit that I've ever seen, and I kind of love it.
1: Okay. I do think this arc is way less like terrible than the first one. Like this one had the possibility of at least maybe having something going on, but then it just, it never happens. So what happens in these issues,
0: Zach? So Emma Frost uh, has run away from home and said, I can do it on my own, daddy. And then she realizes that, oh no, she needs money. Which mm-hmm. I do. I love it when someone who's had too much money their whole life has that realization of, oh no, wait, I used all of that money. That was super useful for me. She tries to do a couple of things, get some jobs, tries to use her telepathy to get out of the way and make money. Anyway, she runs into this guy named Troy, and he seems like generally an upstanding, decent dude. Like, he lets her crash on her plate at his place, doesn't make advances at her. Like, he's pretty. He tries to be above board. At least that's how the book perceives him.
1: Yeah, uh, but Troy owes $10,000. I was going to gonna
2: say,
0: he's a to there's that.
1: The, to this one eyed <laughs> dude.
2: I think. <laughs> Troy. Troy it's there's a big asterisk. story. It's a big asterisk to Troy's name. Listen, what are
0: loan sharks except for guys filling a void in our banking system for <laughs> the underprivileged and doing a bad job of it? I am not pro loan shark here. But I'm just saying there's a market and if if people were willing to be more make more risks uh then we could uh we could get rid of loan sharks and serve these communities. Oh my god, stop. This,
2: this book is covering so many it's just so many This is a society. really important social yeah. book. <laughs> See, anyway,
0: no. Emma and Troy do a casino boat heist. Uh, this is the part that could be fun. Win. That part kind of is fun. It could be. I like, I like uh, Casino Royale with Emma. Yeah.
2: On a riverboat in Boston?
0: What?
2: <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I went to college in Boston, so it took me... It t- keeps taking me out. It keeps <laughs> taking me
1: out. I was really hoping that this was going to turn into, like, Molly's game and that, like... Oh, you know, that would have been. Yeah. She, like, turns into the wise, you know, card shark and uses the, like, basic telepathy that she has I did want that. To, yes. to take over, know. you know? And, unfortunately, this... this arc just every single time there's an opportunity for emma to have agency just stops and she doesn't and then troy has to save her or some other thing has to happen (sighs) because folks this is not the molly's game card shark thing that i would want because oh god emily why don't you tell our listeners what uh happens to emma and how this story wraps up
2: as if I could? you guys have two hours? Like me trying to explain what ends up happening? Uh-huh. Somehow she's they get the money, but then there's interest involved, and they have to get five thousand more dollars, and it it falls apart. And so the they decide to Troy, upstanding Troy, decides to throw em under a bus, be like, "Hey, her dad's rich. Let's you know put her in that a part, cage."
0: That part's where Troy does turn a what? corner.
2: I will. Yeah. I'm not gonna. You're yeah. running over the part where they put her in a cage. They put, Yeah, she put her in a cage. No, we're getting there. No, you know, we're going to hold her for ransom. But we should put her in a cage. For some reason, that was required. Um, for hold on. Ransom. Hold on. Yes.
0: <laughs> they do have, and I want to be very clear about this. I think the text justifies this because they have a guy who had to get a loan shark to pay his way through his unsuccessful film school. Uh, So he's really just trying to add a little bit of gravitas to the situation. He understands setting a scene here. And if he's going to make a film, dang it, he's going to make sure the settings right. He's going to produce this thing the best way he can.
2: As someone who is very in debt for a number of years to film school, I can tell you that he could have achieved that with some nice lighting, perhaps. But their cage was not required. Okay, they he was
0: he was working with what he had in the back of this, <laughs> yeah. this decrepit warehouse. That's right,
2: that's right. They're in this decrepit warehouse. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I forgot the scene for a minute. Lighting, the lighting
0: warehouse. was not going to work. He's
2: he's he really needed. He's he MacGyvering needed more props. a situation together. Yes, <laughs> he's a prop uh, kidnapper. So he puts her in the cage. They record it and sends it to daddy. Daddy's like, don't. Well, she's dead to me. So, then of course, Adrian, who I love. I do love. I love her. You and love like, oh, Adrian? She's such a mess. She's such a mess. She is. And I do think I always wanted and I never got it. I, that the, I always say her and Emma are just so similar. And it's like they fall. They're just two sides of, you know, the yin and the yang. And she just went total bad <laughs> and whereas Emma had the redemption. But she decides to put it on the news which is the 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 uh the I guess proof of life video, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um and then the, the whole thing falls apart. They shoot the, the upstanding individual of Troy, you know, Troy, the saint Troy does
0: Troy does take take one for the team there. They send they Troy's
1: to the ear to the dad.
0: <laughs> Very funny actually. I love that for him. This just went completely <laughs> off them. the rails.
2: And hair. They had the hair in there too. Yeah. They, because, they took
0: Emma's hair because how are you going to replicate that with a dye job. You're just not going to get it. No, uh, And then and the, his ear. Closing, which I and feel the, like, I got to imagine, I'm not like an ear guy. I got to imagine, like, you'd be able to tell the difference between his ear and her ear. If you look close, I guess it would be cut off. It might be mutilated. I'm going to rescind the ear comment.
2: I At this point, though, like, that's the least of the problems with the, the holes in this, like, entire. It's a bad block. plan.
0: I don't. F- I don't think that Carl Bowlers is trying to make these people seem like they're good kidnappers. Like, I think some of this is textually emphasizing the plot of, actually, these guys are pretty terrible at this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But then at the end, so then at the end, they get, they decide to, she starts realizing. At this point, Emma still doesn't realize that she has her powers, which I find mm-hmm. is really kind of like or she realizes it, but she doesn't understand the extent of them. Starts seeding doubt in all the kidnappers' minds. So they all are doubting each other. And then she gets it so they all shoot each other. But they don't <laughs> all shoot each other. They, it's all like mind game. It's like they all think they, they shoot each other shoot and got other. shot by each other. And she walks out and with the money. She, with the money. And then she's getting Oh, actually, box. no,
0: not with the money, with her dad's ransom money. But yeah, so she yeah, steals from money. her dad.
2: But yeah. And she's getting by the and the most unbelievable thing in the entire part is at the last I think the last panel last page where she's getting on a bus. <laughs> she's got this money, and Emma Frost is getting on a bus to New York City. Big I'm Apple, sorry. I'm sorry, Emma Frost. Even when she was broke, would never get on a bus to go anywhere. So that was, I think, despite the uh, the many leaps this arc does that that was that was the really.
0: I assume they have a train line from Boston to New York that you can take if you really want. Like, I'm not oh, saying it.
2: they have a train. They have, the flights are very cheap. Why would she? She's getting on a bus, I think. Isn't she getting on a bus? She's, anyway. Oh, no,
0: she's she's super getting on a bus. Because, again, she's a teen runaway. That's what you do.
2: I don't know. I mean, that was really like, I was like, of course. Okay, whatever. So that's the last panel. And she's got blonde hair.
0: Yes. At that point. She has finally dyed her hair blonde. She's
2: finally the blonde Emma Frost we all know and love. Which makes I kinda, sense. Cause she I loved- kind
0: of do love the the continuity piece that Emma dyes her hair blonde because she feels like it fits her aesthetic more like that works for me
2: i don't know anything about that that's not <laughs> anything i know who who
0: would <laughs>
1: Who would. Yeah, I would dye my hair blonde if I just left three, f- actually four bodies. And because you guys are saying that she made them think they shot each other, no, they actually shot. No, each no, other. No, no, Adam, no, Adam, you're
0: misreading it. You're misreading it. She- they say afterwards, actually, no one died. She was like, "Yeah, I made them all think they killed each other. It was a great plan." Emma, it would
2: have been more in character for Emma if they did all kill each other. Oh, she does say think they. They did. They all. and which is so. There's that's a cop out. It's all. It is.
1: Yeah. Like these ga- these characters would shoot each other
2: and she would let she would make them I think that that's the one thing with this whole arc it's like none of it at at any point I mean neither did the first one really none no. of it reflects who Emma ends up being I mean this because they
0: don't they they want to jump from Emma Frost as this person who's not a mutant to Emma Frost the X-Men's friend and not Emma Frost Kick did a lot of coke else. and did a lot of really bad stuff and she's like working on herself now uh yeah
1: yeah just they were keep Bowlers keeps doing these like issue end cliffhangers where you're like, oh, next issue she's gonna cut loose and it's gonna be awesome, and then nothing happens. So it it's it's very dull. So I really wish that there was more card shark fun here and less Emma in a cage, like not being able to do much about
0: it. This is a very 2004 Marvel comic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's it's a 2004 Marvel comic, but I think it's also the trap that like so many fall into is that in order for her to be redeemable, in order for her to be the character that we need her to be after this, mm-hmm. she can't be. She ha- they had to make her a victim, so mm. like we have to make her a victim, and she didn't have to be. No, I think in my mind, like, and I'm aging myself, but like when I always read Emma, especially during and we'll get there, but the you know her the, the Generation X and the the Hellions era and, and all that, she was a cold smart woman who's just no nonsense, just a bitch. And I loved her for that. Like, and that was just like, maybe it was her upbringing, who she was, but that wasn't because she's like a victim that had to get, she just, that's her as a person, but they had to make her this victim which was just so annoying. Like they, this, that first, this whole, actually this whole series, she's just <laughs> a very, you know, reacting to her surroundings rather than having, Mm -hmm. like you said, Adam, like any agency of being like, you know what? I'm really going to, you know what? I have this power. I'm going to, yeah, I'm do a big heist. Let's just take down this whole boat. It was just, Oh wow. Look what I did. I made $10,000. That was $10,000 for Emma Frost. Even in the high school days, first arc would have been like, that's not, that's no, that's nothing. I could do better than this. So. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We don't get the sense that this person is um, coming from wealth that this person, like, is spoiled in any way. She's just willing to wash dishes. Over um, a $50 bill? Right.
2: I mean, at, like, it... an upscale restaurant? She did not actually order that much.
1: Yeah, it was no. weird.
2: The whole thing, like, you know, you look at, yeah, I'm not, like, the, at her worst, at her worst body swapping the store. I'm like, that's not this girl. That's not the same person. Like they're not, this is not the same person. And you can make that person not likable, but relatable in a way that doesn't need her to become this person. Who's like, I, you know, Oh no, I tried to steal $50 deep meal. And Troy's going to let me sleep at his house after I washed it. Like what? No,
1: she's not sleeping in, in Troy's bed. Like when was the last time Troy washed his sheets?
0: That's Okay. That's, that's fair. I don't see Troy uh as a frequent sheet washer.
2: (laughs) Poor Troy t- started this episode. It's really high. We've just taken him down. We just keep. Everyone, it as out. you're hearing this,
0: <laughs> you're probably listening to this in the morning. We get home from work tonight. Go wash your sheets. Wash your sheets. You'll you'll feel better when you put them back on your bed. I know the fitted sheets of pain, but you'll get into clean sheets tonight. And you'll be like, oh, dang. Yeah, that's why we do this. Clean sheet day. So it's And a then afterwards.
2: Day. You after you wash your sheets and that loan shark calls you and tries to offer you that loan again. Don't do it. Just I don't, don't do, do it. You don't, don't need do it. That. Don't okay. take don't that do money. That. There's. You're fine. I
0: mean, right now interest rates in general are really rising. So I understand. Oh no, it's
1: Zach's finance
0: corner again. That's not a finance statement. The Fed <laughs> has been very open that they are increasing interest rates to try and slow down the inflation that we have been seeing. There's a lot of factors in this. We're not going we to get into it. We did
1: talk about inflation last week, didn't we? From last week's ten minutes of finance, Zach's finance corner. So, hey, just, listen, just hey, I just want to play
2: devil's advocate. If Troy had heard this, we could have avoided this entire kidnapping situation. If he had had the information that that Zach is sharing right now, Troy so, could good. use it's, a mentor
1: he like Zach. That's true. Could
2: have. He's gone now.
0: <laughs> Hey, yeah, it's, it's too late for Troy, but it's not too late for you if you want to sign up for my online cash. Oh my god, Cla- cash class! It's a, it's a, it's a class. Cash, cool class. cash. <laughs> yeah, it's cash class. It's cash, class. cash class. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, it's sign it's it twenty nine ninety nine a session. There's four sessions a day. Uh, it's mandatory to set up for at least a four week term. Uh, but we're really going to give you the tools you need to be successful. In this big world of finance, some of us went to business school. I got really good grades, so you got to trust me here.
1: This is a this is a new uh, reward on Patreon.
0: Um, <laughs> Zach's <laughs> finance
1: classes. I
0: <I'm>, let's <laughs> get rich, get rich quick scheme. <laughs> I'm almost a hundred percent sure. I need to say that this is not actual financial advice.
1: Yeah, we yeah we
0: should. Say and your that. situation may be different. Yeah. You'll need to you'll need to take that up with your accountant. What yeah, we, anyway,
1: what we are qualified to do is rank X Men stories. So what we're going to do now mm-hmm. is we're going to talk about our big old list. Zach, what is our big old list?
0: Uh, we have seven hundred and eighty three X Men stories that we've been ranking over a period of time. So many stories. Uh, with the best X Men story of all time being the House of X Powers of Ten, the number one hundredth being Wolverine forty eight and fifty, the Shiva scenario. That's the one with the uh, with the die cut. Uh, yeah, claw cover drives a motorcycle up the stairs. It, it rules, actually. <laughs> I like uh, that one. <laughs> number 200 is all-new Wolverine Enemy of the State 2. Number 300 is Generations Phoenix and Jean Gray. Number 400 is Uncanny X-Men 118, 8- 118- 1819 The Submergence of J- Japan. 500 is Ultimate X-Men Stairs. That's the time that Charles Xavier gets thrown down the stairs by Mr. Sinister. Uh Number 600 is that time Magma and Empath have this terrible one-shot in New Mutant 62. Number 700 is the Expatriates arc of X Factor. And number 783 is the worst X Men story of all time. Say it with me, everyone. 2099, 2099 world, of the world of Tomorrow.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's really bad. So,
0: also really bad is the
1: first arc of Emma Frost, Higher mm. Learning, which is yeah. down at 665, just missing the Mark of the Beast. Um, would we agree that this is better than the first arc of
0: Emma Frost? I would say that this is better than the first arc of Emma I... Frost would as well however i don't emily think- emily's given given us a little bit of like a she doesn't no. i don't think she wants to think- give this arc any props <laughs> okay
2: and no, that's I, the challenge we face i just i i hate i mean i hate the first arc yeah. but it yeah. did at least it was like okay we're gonna start a new arc they had the chance to redeem it and they just doubled down on everything that was bad in the first one that's why mm. i think it deserves a lower voice but on its own it is better Okay. Ask
0: you, okay. I'm going to ask you this, Emily.
2: Yes.
0: Because I know you were reading comics frequently at the time this came out. hmm Is this better or worse than the Secret Empire arc of X-Men Blue, where Emma Frost tries to make a teenage Cyclops into her sex slave?
2: I mean, that's just goals. I, I you know, <laughs> it's like, if you're... <laughs> You've got Cyclops. The only time he's good is when he's, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I give, I, that's the Emma I love. That's the Emma I love. So that that is be better.
0: Her favorite, you heard it here, Emily Harding's favorite Emma is Terrigen Mist no. post IBX air. Er, I didn't say Emma. my favorite. That's what, that's what she I, said. She <laughs> said, I love this. I love this Emma in this black suit and a bad helmet that she only wears once, but will never stop thinking about.
2: She's unabashedly her. Like, that is Emma at like listening to like what she thinks needs to be done. And that's, that's her being unapologetically unapologetically herself. I I don't I love when a character is true to herself and this whole this whole arc I don't like cuz it's not Emma. It's just not Emma. It just doesn't ever nothing of it reads true to Emma. So I as much as that she was a a hot mess during that arc, I do love it cuz it's like, yeah, go go crazy. That's why we like comics. Go crazy. Yeah, yeah, team Scott, go for it. Why not? Let's do this. Her that uh, that beam. that arc oh. also
1: has uh the reveal that the jet that they're
0: flying around in turns out to be danger so that's fun it does also have wolf spain having the power to turn into five wolves yes For yes I mean, I, there yeah. are
1: some positives there yeah. um so okay if, we, if we're saying that's the ceiling
0: is this better or worse than number 666 on the list x-man 67 to 70 infinites of evil oh. By Warren Ellis, yes, this is better than
2: that. This is better than that.
0: Is this better or worse than the Axis Revolutions number three story drawn by Pepe Larraz where Kitty robs a bank? Yeah, it's better. Yeah, nothing happens
1: there and kitty is yes. also very is- out of character and holding an automatic weapon it's no good
0: i mean she's intentionally out of ca- character that's i, hey, I, I just that remember
2: pretty. the art from that i don't remember that story arc at all i just remember the art was off
0: it, yeah. it's five pages so it's not that big of a thing so yeah, okay, it's fine makes
2: sense. All right, i
0: will say the beauty of axis is this weekend while i was hanging out at my house my son was playing in his room and he did come up with the plot of axis himself there's like, well, the good guys went into the bad guy box, and they became bad guys. But if a bad guy goes into the bad guy box, he becomes good guys. And I'm like, I'm really glad my four-year-old's on the
2: same That's amazing. Hire Marvel. Marvel is oh, gonna job. Get gosh. him
0: to Great. the next retreat. I'm just, listen, I'm not saying that they should be scripting everything, but if Marvel, like, for one month, let a bunch of, like, kindergarten and younger kids plot
2: the comics...
0: I think we'd have a really fun time. Yeah.
2: Listen, that's my entire defense of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I love you guys. Everybody hates the 90s X-Men. I'm like, that's what it is. And it's fantastic.
0: Oh Sorry, my God. that's I love it. that's a That's a very vivid description of Scott Lobdell and not an incorrect yeah. one.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get
1: to Scotty uh, later in this episode, but right now- Scotty Lobs. We're going to fast <laughs> forward to um, a later episode version of emma frost um one that emily may not like as much because she's uh emma is paired up with uh with my favorite um you know and my favorite pairing which is schema
0: (laughs) this is dark stop calling it that i've asked you for years it's the worst sounding ship name anyone has ever come up with in the history of ship names if it was was a good ship
2: it It would have a better name
0: Emmett. Emmett. we we don't have to do this. We did this one time for Ben and Jennifer. And then they were like, and Brad Jolina. And now we have to do it for everybody. No, it sucks. All it's right. always sucked.
1: Scott and Emma, Scott and Emma, who I love. Uh,
0: this is dark X-Men, the confession. It is written by stars of stage and screen, Craig Kyle and Chris Yost. Yeah. Uh, pencils by Bing Casino. Inks by Roland Paris, Um, Edgar Delgado, and Brian Reber. You know they're on those colors. This is a weird book to describe because it seems to be the book that they handed out to tell people. By the way, if you haven't been reading X Men, here's the general gist of what's going on.
2: Like a yeah, it's a weird bridge.
0: Yeah. So
1: Zach, um, for listeners who may not be familiar with this particular era, why are the the Dark Reign?
0: Why are the X Men so dark? (laughs) Well, this is great. So, have you Adam, we talked economics. Let's talk politics. Have you heard of a false flag? Yeah, oh Jesus, yes. <laughs> we, you know, calling you t- Jesus a false flag, that's going to that's going to ruffle some feathers, I feel. <laughs> Uh, but I, I I like how bold you're getting on this podcast. Uh, no, so Norman Osborn, you know the Green Goblin. Yes, he, and his he Kamal. has been put in charge. He has been put in charge of all of the defense of the U.S. and therefore the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and has assembled his own team of X-Men and also a secret team of all of the worst bad guys to rule the world, including Emma Frost, who he recruits. Yes, Emma is a double agent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. working for herself, really, like. She's a double agent, but she doesn't have a second agency. She's just like, I'm not actually working for you, Norman. You don't. I'm, I'm going to play you and I'm not going to tell anyone, but it's going to be a fun trick later. <laughs> uh, no.
2: Neymar knows, right?
0: S- Neymar does not. He doesn't know. know. I'd have to reread Utopia. And there's a lot of great know. land don't arc do that. around that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do we that. haven't covered it on control. the podcast yet. One day, Adam, we're going to have to we're going to have to go through all of Utopia.
2: OK, get another drink. Yeah, Oof. it's okay. So this is post that though. This is post Cabal.
0: This right? is no. This, this is during, right? Is I think
2: because- the
0: the issue came out after that.
2: Oh, okay.
0: But this but is set it. explicitly before they have set up the Utopia Island and done all of that. So she okay. has not revealed to Norman Osborne
2: that oh, she's okay. bad.
0: But this is saying, actually, she did reveal it to Scott earlier. And we all know because Emma says she feels really guilty because, well, what if I'm just an irredeemable bad person and everyone sees me as an irredeemable bad person? And Scott Summers is like, yeah, I've been having Wolverine and a bunch of teens do so much murder recently.
2: Out of context, this is the most comical comical issue because every time she's like Scott this is really important I need to talk to you he's like yeah but what I'm saying is more important so I'm just gonna talk over you like every mm-hmm. single time and so she just at like mid she just she just starts talking because he's no longer interested in what she's saying so she just starts talking and it's played as if they're having conversation but it's clear he's just steamrolling her and she's just trying to get it out and he, he just keeps cutting her off so he, yeah he he's like talks about the x-force like
1: yeah he literally says to her and i realize that i'm now doing this to you um no no, no, you... no please
2: please <laughs> I don't have it in front of me please he
1: says you never have to tell me that this is about what i have to tell you now if you're it's... being charitable the
2: no because this happens on
1: <laughs> Because this most of this issue happens on the astral plane. You, you could, because the way the issue is constructed, it's each page is one page is Emma narrating, one page is Scott. And if you want to be charitable, but I don't think it's successful in this goal, you could say that both of them are kind of like, kind of just spewing these ideas at each other in the psychic so, plane.
0: But I'm gonna, I'm that's not how I'm it gonna, reads. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something that I learned very young. And it is about what our false flag Jesus gave to us. <laughs> and that is two ears for listening, one mouth for speaking. Mm. It's very hard to be listening to someone when your mouth is running, Scott.
2: I mean, Maybe that's goes- why you're
0: sleeping on the couch, Scott.
2: Can we also go, can we also, just for a moment, they're in a very large home. Yes. And him and Emma are having, they very early in the issue, they have like a, anyway, he decides to go sleep not in their room. Yeah. There is no other place for him to sleep, but on a couch (laughs) where the students find him in his underwear in the morning. There's no even, okay. So say there is no room in this entire house for you to sleep, Scott, put on a, Shirt. shirt. It's not a shirt. It's also it's
1: like, also implied that this is not the first time this is. It is not because
0: he does this during the Sisterhood arc, and I remember because I read that issue several times because it was the only one I had. It's I a mean, terrible issue to reread a lot oh, as, as so a team.
2: So, yeah, <laughs> God. yeah. No, I just was like that was like on the list of his sins. In this, it is low, but it is still on the list. Like, like God, God, what are, come are you doing? I, I mean, yeah. Those are, that's an evergreen comment about him. But yeah, I think it was just him talking over her and it was, I understood what they needed to do with this issue so that they were trying to, again, make it so that, you know, she, there was there was some clean slate she was starting from where she was coming from a place of, of, you know, hero. But her living in the gray area of morals is much more interesting than her being like, Scott, I have to tell you this. I hope everyone thinks I'm a good person. She's never cared about that previously. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Except in that we're not, you know, that are
0: past that We're moved.
2: yeah We're like gone. i think that she's allowed to be bad That's it's
0: be bad. it is a it's
1: weird and and slightly out of character right like for emma oh, right. to even you know we get to a point once they've like astrally projected their sins upon one another she tries <laughs> he cuts her off as she finally tries to apologize right she's no, like i'm sorry and he says i love you and it's like, okay, but He's... would Emma actually apologize? Like Never. is that in character? It doesn't seem so.
0: There's it's a going... reason why Morrison wrote it wrote it very specifically as her saying, "Listen, I made some mistakes, that's fine. There were a lot of extenuating circumstances in the 80s. Can we can we move
2: on though? We're here now." We're here now. I mean, honestly, that's that's her at her most like honest, and I think that especially that the whole idea of the Scott relationship is that like he sees her and they have some connection. Like she shouldn't ever need to feel like she needs to say this and she's had i I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember what but I feel like in the past she's had those moments where she's like you have to trust me like this is what I'm doing you have to trust me and, you know and he, di- and he he may feign anger but he in most part does trust her so why mm-hmm. would this be a need for her to apologize or why would she have it took so much leading up to that whole thing with Osborne. Like, it took so much coordinating on her part and, like, working it out. None of that, she didn't have a moment of, of of you know, oh, maybe this is wrong then. then. But it, like, it's, I just don't know. It's like, the retcon doesn't work for me. It's but a weird. Me. And it's Scott. I think that tends it for me. I just, I, I just...
0: You know, You're a notorious Scott hater. If people haven't picked up on this,
2: I hate him. But it is like as much as I think Emma's out of character. This is the most Scott that Scott has ever been. So I do think <laughs> that we have to like appreciate that. that this is him <laughs> at his most truest, basic form.
0: I asked. love that for him. He's
1: got mm. some some really great uh, Keds on. It feels like in this <laughs> issue, like whatever this footwear is he's wearing is really fun. Um, so I don't think that it's this issue is helped by the artwork at all. Um, no, we really didn't talk much about the artwork in the in the first arc but you know there wasn't really much to say about it and it was there yeah it was so fine. you know Bing Cansino, um I, I don't know there's just something about this that's kind of unattractive like I don't like the characters faces they don't seem to be on model you know of no. the era or ever um, and uh, yeah this just doesn't it doesn't feel right and it because it exists as a one shot issue in the midst of like some grand company wide crossover. It also strikes me as just, well, we need to get sell another issue of X-Men.
0: I'm, I'm just going to say that Ben Cancino did five comics for Marvel ever. And that oh. says something okay. on how hmm. quickly they are churning uh, an artist here.
2: Okay. I will say that this is the comic that gave me a lot of fodder. Again, another mid pandemic uh, creative <laughs> Excipate for me was when I started putting um, Michael Scott quotes in Scott Summers panels. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. forgot
0: about that.
2: My yeah, Michael Scott Summers and I. He, this this one I took so many because it's like the art's so bad, but the it was so perfect of him looking slightly pathetic that it mm. worked really really well. So he I do is, want to give props for that.
0: He is very pathetic in this. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but uh, you know I what? Arts I, once arts in the world. It's not up to what you were going for. It's how we receive it.
2: So true.
1: So now that we've received it, let's talk about where it should go. Um, Is this better or worse than what we were just talking about with our uh, boat casino heist?
0: I think it's worse.
2: I think it's
0: worse. I agree. Yeah, we did it. This is not as, this is, this is worse than spider-man power man storm smokescreen it sure is and that is at what Zach. What 673
1: yep okay so let's keep working our way down the
0: list um is this better or worse than captain marvel two and three that is of course the secret origin of adam x the extreme oh that one's pretty oh. bad that art in that is pretty terrible Fabian Nicieza all often wanted to say, I don't know why people didn't understand what I was doing with Adam X. And that's because those issues are not very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I think I want to come back up a little bit, actually, because I don't Ooh. think this is as bad as either X-Men or Weapon X Noir. At six eighty one and six eighty two, those are terrible.
0: I heard a gasp from Emily.
2: No, a Weapon X Noir that that took me back. That was bad. Yeah, um,
1: Wolverine Noir. I, I'm a huge fan of.
2: No, the Weapon X. But noir the other bad.
0: two, they're really bad.
2: I would say that's above that.
0: Is it better or worse than Wolverine: The Vigil? That is, of course, from Marvel Comics Presents one through nine. That's the story about Wolverine's uh, wizard daughter with crystal claws. I
1: think this is oh better. My God. Better than that, but I can't go <laughs> higher. I can't go higher than 677, Incredible Hulk 148, which is the first appearance of Super Doctor Astronaut, Peter Corbeau.
0: Yeah, Chris Claremont's first actual Marvel comic.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one's better.
2: <laughs> so right, slide it right there underneath. I don't know. Is this better than
0: Time Storm 2009, 2099 X-Men one shot? I think it is, yeah. Okay, fine. Look, 2099's having a moment. There's a, Mickey O'Hara is in a movie i know played by oscar isaac chris
1: anka doing all of the character work behind the scenes and developing that look i mean it's good i am so happy that he does look
0: like a chris is making that
1: money man just like (sighs) making the announcement i'm not doing comics anymore good for you chris anka
0: i want chris anka to make all the money in the world yes Uh, great for him if anyone needs like cover designs for a book or something maybe give chris anka a call i'm sure he has thoughts about the settings of new york streets i don't know i think he did ninja turtles for a while that's in new york that counts yeah i don't know which ninja turtles he's i stopped paying attention to ninja turtles when i stopped being a child except for and i need how dare you i'm sorry i didn't watch ninja turtles cartoons in 2012 no you don't have to watch the cartoons
1: i'm i'm just saying, they, they're still like making good stuff.
0: Hold on, because I got very good Ninja Turtles-related news today when four different people tried to tag me to tell me there's going to be DLC for the Ninja Turtles beat up game on video games, nice. uh, where Miyamoto Osagi is going to be a playable character now, and that is my jam. I'm staring <clears throat> at a Miyamoto Asagi calendar right now. It's got a little <laughs> little drawing of the rabbit by Stan Sky. Yeah, it's,
1: Zach's like, screw the Ninja Turtles. I oh, like I the rabbit. Oh, I would only...
0: Here's the thing. My kids would be like, yeah. Oh, shoot. My kids would actually really like, I gotta buy this game now. My kids would <laughs> want to be the Ninja Turtles. and would be like, you guys do want under- I know you don't care about this rabbit with a sword that I love, but he's in the game and we're going to be him now. That's awesome. They'll love it. They'll really cool. love it. Eventually, eventually my son will read the best comic series, Asagi of Jumbo, which we cannot rank on this list because it would all be tied for even and then space Asagi <laughs> below that. <laughs> that's my hot take on a sock either <laughs> alright so uh, what's the last story that we're doing that doesn't involve uh, Samurai Rabbit well
1: Emily is this your favorite era this is Generation X era uh, I Emma
2: do. I, I mean I do love 90s Generation X it okay. is a favorite this is when it started going eh, but it was yes no, this is still my favorite yes
0: this is Generation X 55 through 56 uh, written by Jay Faybear. Who I once heard someone describe as X Men legend Jay Faber. and I was like, oh, guys, nothing against them, but we're giving a little bit of credit. Yeah. Uh, Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson are doing the art on that, and I like the Dodsons' art. Oh, uh, I'm I'm loving the art here. Emily, what's your Dodson based feelings?
2: It's fine. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I've you're I mean, allowed was-
0: to know. You can know. This is a show about hot opinions. We are in our attitude era. I don't think I yeah, said that. Yeah, let's get earlier. the hot takes. But we're all deep. I forgot. I'm sorry, guys. I know we're in our attitude era, and let me bring this back from the start because we need to respect the tradition. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, your attitude era thoughts about <laughs> about the Dodsons.
2: I, I I mean, listen. I some of my favorite. He did some of my favorite stories. I there's nothing. Um, I, I, there's something to me about the cartoonishness of it that, like, all right, you know, it didn't. He's not good at. And this is a good example. These two issues that there are, and this is also the '90s. So I'm trying to be kind, but a lot of the moments where you know there was emotion, they had to emote something, mm. and there was a push for, well, make sure M is at least sticking your chest out while she's huddled over Jubilee's <laughs> almost dead body. Like there was, and that, and that doesn't say that you can't show the ladies off while also being a motive because god knows chris did it like you know Kubert did it. like there's plenty of people in the 90s who are doing it it's just he he's like all right and he he makes it it's very two-dimensional in what it's trying to do in the panel for me
0: emily i don't think it's that a take to say terry dodson might do some cheesecake art from time to time
2: no and i think he does like that's a stitch that's a stick though like his doing the cheesecake yeah. like that's that is him but i do think that there's not been that evolution of like you could you can maybe put a little of emotion on her face you could you could make her have some tears in her eyes I don't know there it, it never she really doesn't have
0: to be a sexy crying baby like she can she's, be. I don't
2: think she's crying in that he didn't even make the effort of putting tears in her eyes I think she Oof. literally is just like holding She
1: just the... standing there just standing yeah. there here's what I'll say I think the Dotson is fantastic if only because um, he really does get the characters on model like they have distinct faces in ways that a lot of others just ignore um but he is always preoccupied like with what emily is talking about with making everybody look super pretty you know mm-hmm. so that is at its detriment because generation x if you go back to you know the original uh you know with chris pichalo everybody's kind of ugly like there's that like vertigo that kind
2: of their thing right though. like no, yeah they're, they're, they're weirdos they're that, like they skin supposed to be
1: skin's looking pretty handsome here and it's like well
2: Skin's He's not tightening himself up, right? Even, Hus- yeah, Husk was like not supposed to, even though she was attractive, she wasn't supposed to. And also, I think that this was I haven't revisited this era of X, Generation X in a while, but he there's also a, a weird disconnect with M where she's not, she's very much white coated, more white coated in this than I've seen her before. Like, her, she's not drawn how I'd in or previous, she mm-hmm. looks very much like. Not even just light skin; she almost looks like she's white, and I'm like, right. "Oh, wait a minute! I didn't—I never recognized that. I think when I read it in the '90s, because I was, you know, a kid and didn't recognize that. But I thought that was weird, and I didn't. All the characters looked a little bit off from their 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 authentic selves, I should say. Em was always the most beautiful one. And mm-hmm. She was very always unabashed about, you know, her being dark skinned and beautiful and gorgeous and like who she was, and that that whole era of her. And this was like she—I don't know. She looked very much like a lot of other Dodson characters, and there wasn't that uniqueness.
0: Oh, I and i'll i'll agree with that i think he struggles with in this multiple varied body types which is mm. a big thing. Like, all the dudes look all the dudes look buff my my boy chamber is not going to the gym i'm just
2: he was so ripped in this and i was like who is this chamber my chamber girl, is just chamber. one of those
0: terrible guys who is naturally thin and we just have to live with him <laughs> uh but he's not swole. No. dude dude does not lift uh no what's interesting in this issue is that chamber uh, isn't all chamber in this issue, and not in Generation XR because wouldn't you know it? They wake up one day and they are the Hellions. It sure does look like that, and not
1: only are they the Hellions, um, so we do get this fantastic two-page spread of the team all in the Hellions gear, looking into the mirror and seeing the original Hellions looking back, um, which is just very, very well done by Dodson. Um, but for you know fans of a specific era of x-men aka uh, mutant genesis they will recognize that these characters are now flashing back to uncanny x-men 281
0: when the hellions died at the hellfire club and they they try and stop it because they're like wait we're in the pad we can stop it emma's really like she's not happy about what happens here she at minimum gets put into a big coma for a while (laughs) right also she has some she has some stress about her students being viciously murdered makes sense
2: yeah, I mean, you try and stop would.
0: it. They try and stop it.
2: They do. Yeah, I guess. But they're also trying to figure out why. Em wakes up halfway through and says she realizes it's not real. So they're kind she of does. half-assed trying to stop it and also trying to figure out what's happening.
0: Mm. Well, and M goes um, and gets her Emma Frost. The Emma Frost that is at the uh, Massachusetts Academy mm. brings her into it. And there is a scene that I, I do think works, even if I think the script works. I don't think that the emotions i think it's fair to say that dodson could be putting a little bit more effort on it but where emma tells younger emma that said hey this sucks yeah sorry this sucks this doesn't define you though like this isn't this isn't the only thing that's happened in your life and you know it's going to be you know there's brighter days ahead and emma's not exactly an optimist but i think that's i think that is very telling to what we were talking about earlier on how Emma approaches things that life happens and you can only let yourself be defined by the past for so long. And you just have to keep doing what is going on now.
2: That's what I think I, and honestly, as much as, you know, this was revisiting something that's already happened and has Trevor Fitzroy in it and it's a whole thing. um, The idea that she turns to herself and says that is more, character development that I think we've seen the other two issues we talked about. And I think Mm. that's what I always loved about the old generation X is that as much as it's about this new group and yes, they're not the glossy X-Men and they're, you know, at the different academy and they're trying to find their place. She, Emma's working on herself as much as she's working on this new group of kids. And you see Mm -hmm. why she's a teacher more and her working on herself. And that was such a, that moment for her was really important. So I do love that, that moment, even though how we got there was kind of messy.
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, and also messy in this. We find out at the end. Is what's happening. It turns out. <laughs> it turns out Adrian Frost. I love it. is It's just I love like,
2: it. I'm the white queen now. You all suck. Bye. I love it. It's such a, it's such, I don't know. It's such a power move. She's such a bitch. I love it. It's the worst. Just like, I love it. She's just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just messing with your life. See you guys later. Strikers. I hate you,
0: Emma. Goodbye. She's got I mean, an awful costume. Oh, that costume is terrible.
2: Well, if you're if you've got issues that, you know, maybe if that's what makes her happy, Adam, you know, she's <laughs> trying to find her happiness. So it's fine. It, fun. Oh, it looks
0: like what a super rich woman would wear to the Met Gala themed for superheroes. Hmm. No, but that's why super villains.
2: That's why essentially like Adrienne Frost got dressed and she's like, What do superheroes wear? And she's got more money than God, so that's what she did. And it's so <laughs> ridiculous and over the top because exactly what I, like a billionaire who is slightly unbalanced would would probably wear, and I love that for her.
0: It's I, in character good for her. It's very good in for for character. Her. It Absolutely. is. It's just the worst, though. I hate that costume. It looks. Oh my
2: God. It's so bad. Horrible. It's, it's I, great for her. I
1: also think that one of the very amusing things about these two issues is by revisiting this Jim Lee and Will Sportaccio with like some script like shenanigans john, Burns john Byrne, um it really highlights what a freaking mess that story was too because you have the you know <laughs> the fitzroy thing but then you also have the sentinels coming in from the you know from australia and it's just like oh right like wow that that probably looked really cool when wills drew it but like as a story it is not very coherent you know i like jubilee
0: around, like i don't i was like <laughs> hanging out with people at this time i'm not sure what's going on right yes now.
1: i was not in this issue
2: <laughs> i love when i got this from you guys and i was like oh i haven't read that in so long i and then i went back and read the the hellions death and i was like and i in my mind i'm like i can't really remembering that right i mean the sentinels weren't i mean i, I there was so much that happened i was like i'm conflating three or four issues and i wasn't it's, no. all that. No. it's all there, and it's so it's just like, it's so... So I do... Yeah, they're trying to maybe make sense of it, but...
0: I think they're the trying most... to put emotional beats to it and, like, emphasize that, hey, yeah, all of her students did die. That's probably gonna, like, throw her off now that she's a teacher again.
2: You know what's, even, what's most disturbing about this is that what's I reread it for me, personally, and mm. that's... Is that I read these issues as a kid, and in my toy... Kid's toy closet, there's a... Trevor Fitzroy action figure that I bought. For some reason, I still went out and bought after reading these. I was like, you know who I should buy an action figure of? Trevor Fitzroy. That's like something I should... And then I should hold on to it for 30 or 20, however many years. Because that's something... Like, why would you even make that character? That's so funny. Don't count, Zach. Don't count. I
0: I was just... Listen, listen, listen. I was... I could have been reading these comics when they were coming out. I wasn't. But I... I'm still old enough that I could have been reading these comics okay. coming out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was young enough that I was buying action figures, but of like all the action figures, I re- when I was re I was re-reading re- these, and I was like, why did I buy that? <laughs> or why did they make it? It was just a very it's a messy time, but it was also amusing that they that they at least tried to they threw them in. They were trying to trying to make sense of something that they, even then that was not that far back. That wasn't like they were revisiting. No, like, it was now, like years, years, years ago. ago. They were just trying to like, hey, by the way, we're going to try to make that make sense. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
0: It's like if it is like if today they're like, hey, y'all remember that time when uh, there was a Terrigen mist cloud and everyone was getting (laughs) murdered? What was up with that? That was a weird, weird thing we all did. Right. Time travel back to Ivy. That's as far back (laughs) as we're talking.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. There is something very amusing, though, about like if you do read the two versions of the same scenario with the two very different art styles. I think that that is really interesting to see, you know, wills kind of in his like messy, scratchy, like gadgets and little gizmos, uh, you know, going everywhere. And like, Terry is like, no, this is going to be clean. This is going to be like precise. And, you know, not a line is going to be out of place. Um, It's interesting. Like, to see a Fitzroy drawn in that style mm-hmm. looks silly.
2: No, I was just gonna say, it was funny because I think that, like, while it's clean and precise, that moment of the attack was actually really confusing in the Generation X oh. Because it is so precise. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? Whereas with the old art, it was, like, so I don't know, abstract. But, you know, it was just, it was me- it, like, it's it was like, it made big. more sense. It's it, big. And it made like it was a big thing. And this was like, because I guess he was so precise, it it lost some of its gravitas i was like wait this is is that that moment now it was confusing
1: well it's funny because the the sentinels that come in i think in 281 look huge right and these sentinels look like they're about what six feet tall so
0: (laughs) they're they're dude-sized
1: we're here to kill you
2: everybody um, it's a
0: it's a whole thing.
2: To be fair, they probably didn't anticipate that people would be able to look up online or, the, you know, the yeah. comic from however many years ago and compare right then. They're like, eh, they won't notice. They, they won't notice. Mine. They've
0: never been consistent yeah. about height on those boys. That's true. Do you know what else is inconsistent, Adam? This list. Our list, yeah. <laughs> Listen, sometimes choices are made in the moment, and that's fine. It's okay. I would say that at 546, we have the stories that directly precede this. Generation X, 53 to 54, Big Trouble in Madripoor, a story about, no, it's not Nomad. What's his name? The guy who sucks. Um, oh, Paladin. Jesus. Paladin. <laughs> that one. He also sucks. This is better than that.
1: I would agree, uh, if only because this has like a little bit of a nostalgia kick in-
0: involved, yeah. but I don't think it's that much better.
2: Yeah, we're not going that further up the list.
0: Um, Hold on, because at 530 is Deadpool Bad Blood. I think this is better um, than Deadpool is, uh, Bad Blood.
2: This is definitely better than Deadpool Bad Blood. Yes.
0: I know. I'm just saying, this you didn't know. get a sequel. Deadpool Batter Blood is out now. So weird. Co- oh, yeah. It came out this week. Like, literally yeah. today, Emily. Yeah. It's very weird. What? Yeah. There's, there's batter Blood out there.
1: Yeah. People really are waiting to hear the further adventures of Thumper.
2: <laughs> I just... Guys... What are we doing? What are we doing? This is, that's, that makes me sad. Okay. Yeah. It's better than, than I guess the first one is now what we're saying? The Yes. Bad the, blood? All right.
0: It's better than the first yes. Deadpool Bad Blood. Uh, based on one issue, it's also better than Deadpool Badder Blood. Uh, <laughs> okay, good.
2: We'll, but
0: yeah. there, there is a new character called Shatterstorm, who is a girl Shatterstar. So that promises to be a weird thing that Rob Liefeld's about to do to us. Jesus Christ! No,
2: no, he's not. He's not doing that. Is
0: yeah, it, he is.
1: Is the character related to Storm, like Major
0: X's? I, I don't. She's very white. Okay, but is she?
2: Is she? Is she Dazzler related? Like, is it like that whole? Is she like, is inserting she, new mythology She there? looks.
0: She looks like all we know is that there is a girl Shatterstar named Shatterstorm who has swords that are poorly drawn.
1: Let me tell you, that's a probably as much as he's thought about it too. Um, oh, speaking oh, so of so the Rob sad. though, uh, <laughs> at 528 yeah. and 529, we have the end Rob's of...
0: just really tight in this area of the list. Yeah. Sorry. We have
1: the end of new mutants. And then at 529, we have um, one of my personal faves shatter shot. This is better than the shatter shot. Shatter
0: shot's a bad comic.
1: Okay. Uh, better than the end of new mutants. Yeah. Okay. All right, I think we need to probably work our way up just a up. little bit here.
0: Um, is this better or worse than Dazzler thirteen? <laughs> As we all remember, what Dazzler thirteen is because I, I definitely yeah. wrote it down, right? What the heck happens in Dazzler thirteen? Dazzler
2: thirteen.
0: Oh no, Dazzler 13's better. What is that one? The wrestling issue. That's the prison. That's the prison fight. The prison wrestling. Yeah, that one's way better. <laughs> that's the that's the ladies' prison wrestling.
1: Yeah, no, that's way better. I would also. I would. I would go to bat for the first. That's five the fr- is that of Extraordinary? Oh no, Kenneth
0: Kenneth is heavy in that issue. Kenneth Best Dazzler character Kenneth
1: mm, her love lawyer. Ken with his Ronald McDonald yeah. hair.
0: Oh my gosh, Ken's <laughs> the love best. him.
1: Yeah, that one's better than this. This probably isn't as good as the New Mutants 15 to 17 Hellions. Um, no,
0: it's not as good as that at all yeah. actually. This isn't as good as the G Willow Wilson X-Men Burning World at 518.
1: All right, better or worse than the Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire at 520. Shorter, Emily. What do you think?
2: I, I you guys are right. I'm, I'm biased. That's all, the Share Empire stuff. So bad, and I love it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would say it's probably this is probably better. I do love the nostalgia. Okay, that's
0: about Vulcan though. Do you, do you love Vulcan? No. Scott Summers' worst
2: brother. I mean, ugh. no, his no worst, worst brother. brother. He, his worst brother's Gambit. Let's go over that. No, <laughs> I think it's better. Ah. It's better than that yes all right it's still perfect. better than that because of nostalgia i
0: like it okay and then we've got what if legion killed magneto at number 77 or at 519 i don't remember what if uh, th- this
1: magneto. is better than that so this great. is gonna be and our then, new
0: 519 great adam thank you for reminding me that that was a weird 90s issue of what if
1: That's <laughs> what i'm here you for
0: know, <laughs> you know i do we give what ifs a hard time but i think a lot of noble and fine people have asked what if like what if Jane Austen's Emma was taking place
2: in the modern era in New York City? That that transition was so good. Like I, in the list of transitions. We pride really,
1: ourselves on our work. That was
2: really good. No, <laughs> I appreciate it. That <laughs> is a what if. And if people do wonder that, Zach, well, there's a book now that can maybe answer that, that I wrote, which is nice with my good friend, Audrey Beleza. So what's that, that? what's that what's it's that book? What's that It's Emma of 83rd Street, out now.
0: Out now. It's yes. a great read. I read it in under 24 hours. So people should be like, oh- that seems like a nice, fun thing. Look, it's summertime.
2: Yeah. It's a perfect, yeah. Get it's that beach to be Totally. Get that beach
0: on. You might be taking a long car trip. You might be getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. You might just like to curl up in the evenings with a good book in between your games of The Legend of Zelda. And this is a great <laughs> yeah. solution for
2: all of that. <laughs> Love it. You're going to do an next Blurb, Zach. That was great. Thank you.
0: You know, I try. I'm glad. I'm glad that I can contribute next to all of the famous authors on the back of your book. I don't. I didn't read any of their stuff, but I That's assume fine. they're
2: important. Can I also make a confession that when we were supposed to submit blurbs, I submitted submitted one from you. That when I I put in, I think I don't know what article I submitted to you, and you just sent me back an email, and you're like, "Oh, fuck you." It runs tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> "That's." I was like, Zach it's it's just an oh, f- you with the blurb. And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, well, oh, so funny. it was great. It's one of my favorite comments I've ever gotten framing. Like, that oh,
0: amazing. that's incredible. That's incredible. No. Love, love that. Folks, so oh, buy well, that book.
1: Yeah. Just do it. And Emily, if people want to maybe like follow you online, see what's going on. Um, where should they go?
2: Yeah. Well, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, Emily Writes Good. She does, um, or Emily Harding Writes. Those are both on Twitter, and then on uh, Instagram, it's uh, Emily Harding Writes. So if you're on any of those platforms, I've been told I have to go on TikTok. I haven't yet. For the and, youths. Um, the youths. The youths. youths are telling me that. <laughs> you know, you got to I hear. I hear
0: that tick Book Talk definitely yeah. definitely moves the needle.
2: I know. And they're but they're all very clever and they're all really smart in the way that they create videos and I'm not not there. So I'm I enjoy watching you, their videos. You, I have to
0: Can you enlist some it. teens to help you? <laughs> Child labor. Um, I
2: heard the <laughs> teens are
0: really good at TikToks. <laughs> do we know what I do appreciate
2: <laughs> that my eleven year old I showed her I showed her one video I tried to make and she's like, Mom, oh, that's,
1: oh, that's super that's
2: super cringe. And I was like, Cool, all right, well then I'm gonna go m- Go die! I am going to go curl up in the bathroom and cry in the shower. The and
0: number of times, oh very I have cringe, been cringe, very cringe core,
2: <laughs> very cringe my, core.
0: My son has not picked up on cringe yet, which I am very happy about. It's coming. Oh my gosh, it's Give coming so ears. soon. If it's, the if the kids uh, are still saying it, by the time no, he they gets won't old be old enough, They'll he be saying doing, something else. My son is dabbing at oh. a lot of situations. I thought I was like I thought they quit that.
1: Nah, it's I okay. Thought they
0: stopped doing dabs. You can you can be a
1: little late on trend. It's okay. He's little. He's, he's doing water
0: back. bottle flips. He's doing dabs. He's <laughs> <Water> he's really.
2: <laughs> maybe it's come back around. Maybe it's like ironic dabbing to water oh bottle my God. flipping. I don't know. I, I don't
0: know. It. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, but it's great, guys. Check out what Emily's got going on. Uh thank you so much for joining us this week. It was an absolute blast.
2: Oh my gosh, you guys thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Ah. I'm just tickled this that you guys asked me. It's so an you.
0: honor for us. So thank you. Honor and a privilege and a pleasure. Unlike next week where we have to talk about Exiles. So oh,
1: Yeah. So just just because this episode did not come from a specific request, folks remember to go over to patreon.com/comicsxf uh, sign up. You know, spend some dollars. They don't cost many, and you can get a show made all about your thing. I, you know, we've got some new uh, patrons, re- patrons recently who are making some requests. So,
0: be one of those requests. Yeah,
1: be one of those people. Um, but be warned that we are in the boatitude era. I know Zach doesn't like to call it that. And we don't call
0: it that. It's attitude era. It's we, a whole. Ba- we will... It's gonna make sense in like some number of episodes. It's gonna make sense what I'm doing with yes, it. Some... but
1: but. The boditude does extend to the fact that Zach and I will be making some picks uh, in the coming weeks too. So uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, Adam.reck, Twitter at Arthur Stacy, and Zach is right. Unfortunately, we're talking about exiles next week.
0: We are. Never try and find me online. That's the number no. one rule. Emily, it's been a yes. blast. Thank you so much. This has been Battle of the Adam, and we hope you survived the experience.
2: Get it!